Hello, you're listening to Bricks and Mortar from EG with Sarah Jackman. My guest today is Sam Johnston, Senior Associate Partner at Building Projects and Sustainability Consultancy, Jones Hargreaves, based in Cardiff. Sam's career saw her become MRICS qualified following the completion of Graduate Surveying Scheme at Cushman and Wakefield. However, property wasn't Sam's first taste of professional life, and prior to taking a conversion course at Sheffield Hallam University, Sam worked on farms following the completion of a zoology degree. Sam, thank you very much indeed for joining me today. As I've just mentioned, you began your working life on farms after studying a zoology degree and then taking an animal welfare master's. So you've you've obviously shifted your career direction since then. What prompted that career change? Came down a bit to necessity more than anything else. I I loved um, my zoology days and I, I loved working in the farms afterwards, but it just wasn't a sustainable career option for me. I'm not particularly good on a lack of sleep. The farm life, unfortunately, it's not a career in which I could earn enough money in order to do the adulting life, buy the house, get the car. So I kind of got to a point where I was like, I need to do something else. Um, I wasn't particularly sure what that was going to do, but um, my dad's a surveyor, not a building surveyor, a commercial surveyor. And he kind of, I think he had enough of me being moody in the morning and um, squatting in his house. So uh, he suggested building surveying. And it kind of pushed back at first because I think I'd put so much work into the zoology side of things that I didn't want to feel like I'd given up on it. But I think his attitude, which I'm very glad, and he will say he's the reason for my career today, but was if you go and do it and you don't like it, well, at least you tried it. And very fortunately, he obviously knows me better than I know myself because I went and did it and <laughs> loved it. And um, that's, I've been in it ever since. And I couldn't yeah. imagine not doing this now. I couldn't imagine having my zoology career instead. So it's, yeah, it, it all works out for the best. It was just a bit of a long road to get there. But I, I yeah. do think sometimes you don't know what you want to do when you leave school. Not really. I even now think, oh, well, I still... Will this still be the career I'm in in 20 years' time? Because I think there's so much evolution in what jobs look like and what they look like for you and and your and like your personal life and down the line that I think this kind of shooing people into a kind of one-stop shop doesn't always necessarily work. But I think yeah. luckily with Bill and Savane, if there was ever a career that's kind of evolving, it's that one. So I can kind of go with it and see where I yeah. want to be in 10, 15, 20 years' time. I'm very fortunate because I don't think a lot of people get that kind of diversity and a job yeah. and they don't necessarily enjoy coming to work every day where I do. So I'm not lost yeah. on how fortunate that is. And we'll go on to talk about that a little bit in a minute and, and how you find the role. You obviously decided on building surveying. You, you were inspired by your, your dad to get into that and to pursue that career. Tell me a little bit about the practicalities of actually getting into it. I mean, I mentioned that you went on to a graduate scheme, but just take us back a little bit before that. I know that you went on and you did a master's after you've made the decision to change. If you don't know how, it's not particularly the easiest career to get into. Unfortunately, at the time, there was no conversion courses in Scotland. Um, So Sheffield Hallam happened to be the most northern course, and that's pretty much why I picked it, because it was the closest to home so it meant traveling back 
wouldn't have been as, as long a journey. I was very fortunate. It was a very good course and we got taken to Shanghai and, and got to do amazing things. Again, I was lucky that my family were in the game and they already kind of knew the process. I've got three surveyors in my family. They're all commercial, whereas I'm kind of the kind of opposite end of that scale. I've always loved Lego. I'm still a bit of a Lego building fanatic at 33. I love architecture, old buildings, and I think I was lucky enough that people in my family knew what building surveying was to a degree. They kind of knew it would just suit me down to the ground. And then I applied for the conversion course through UCAS and was very fortunate to get on it. And then even once I got there and got on it, I wasn't really sure what to do next with regards to applying for jobs. My sister at the time was doing a commercial surveying degree at Caledonian University in Glasgow. So she had been at kind of careers day and had a bit more of an idea on how you apply for graduate schemes and kind of who were the people um, to kind of not target, but who ran the best training programmes. So I then did a bit of research myself online and found kind of the Cushman's, which was DTZ at the time, Savills, Knight Frank, CBRE, JLL. They were kind of the big outfits that ran these kind of structured two year programmes after discussing it with especially my dad he was like you you want to be on one of these programs you want to be trained by one of the big guys because once you've completed that program you will be in the best position for your career going forward DTZ was the first one I applied for because unfortunately which I don't think is particularly fair the application process for the graduate scheme almost runs like 12 months in advance so I'd started my conversion course in September and then the application had to be in by the December and then I was in interviews by the January which luckily I did want a module called construction technology which ended up helping me massively in the interview but if I hadn't done that module first I don't really think I would have ended up getting a job at Cushman's because I didn't know any of the kind of practical and the theory because they kind of part of the assessment day is they handed me a scenario and wanted me to present on it and I wouldn't have known what a waffle force lab was sorry if I hadn't done that specific course beforehand so it was it was very fortunate I do think for people doing conversion courses it is more difficult to kind of jump on that train so quick if you don't really know and luckily obviously I got through that process and got sent to London for the assessment day again kind of by accident the options at the time when I applied for the job were only Birmingham and London and so I just didn't pick an auction and then they automatically send you to London because that's their default position so when I turned up and they were like why do you want to work in London I was like well I don't really I just want to work for you which I think threw a bit of a spanner in the works for them. I was fortunate then that a position in Cardiff came up and the lady from HR phoned and kind of dropped into conversation and I was like is that an option because I'd actually prefer Cardiff over Birmingham or London and that was it I moved to Cardiff seven months later. It sounds like the right opportunity came up at the right time which is wonderful. Give us a sense of what you do day to day and how your career has evolved since you started on that graduate course. Day to day for me luckily always looks different Friday, for example, I've got a really interesting job where, unfortunately for our client, what we thought would just be a simple refurb of an old um, retail unit is now turned into a bit of a structural disaster and we're currently having to rip off the roof structure and replace it. We've had to replace floors inside the building, tie it back together. So I spent most of my morning on Friday up there with the contractors going through the individual steps. Unfortunately, also found another 
structural issue that we're now having to deal with with the engineering build the control on top of that i also had the surveyor from the tenant side because this is all wrapped up in a massive dilapidations claim on site as well and obviously he's trying to argue against me on whether his client is or isn't responsible for it so that was quite a full-on morning and then in the afternoon i was back at home and and doing paperwork and writing up contracts for another job um, writing up a dilapidation schedule for a client so and then obviously today i'm on lucky enough to be on the phone to you and then this afternoon I've got back-to-back meetings so it's very nice in that no two days are the same and I am in complete control now of my diary. When I was a grad we shadowed the other qualified surveyors which was nice because there was three surveyors that were qualified that trained me and every day you could kind of go with a different one. You learned each their kind of different styles of working and and you kind of had to learn what person liked what but it got me there a lot quicker probably than other people with just the variation in work. So I think if you are looking for something where the day's not monotonous, then this is kind of the career for you. Whereas if you like the kind of structure of everything, then maybe it's not. But yeah, I would say for me, it's the fact that even with the kind of same type of jobs that we do, a lot of dilapidations claims, a lot of contract administration, but each job within that is different so you're running through the same processes but you're applying it to different buildings different clients different situations and scenarios every time so it kind of keeps everything fresh and you've got to constantly learn to keep up with the kind of new legislation and everything as it's evolving on top of also trying to better your practice and your clients practice with everything now to do with kind of climate change and the environment not necessarily the legislation's there yet but we're trying to push them in a direction that we think it will be in 10-15 years time and and also just to try and get them into like a good practice and change their way of thinking I think before it was always trying to get as much as you can out of either party whereas now it's trying to look at it do you need to do that realistically could we not work with it better so that you're not wasting as many materials or money and time for the sake of it it's kind of a very yeah. change and kind of attitude and I feel it is getting easier the kind of younger people that are coming up and working their way through are now way more open to having that conversation whereas when I work with clients that have kind of like my dad's generation they're like no this is the way we've always done it and that's the way we're going to keep doing it so it's interesting working also with so many different people because everybody wants their things done a different way or handled a different way. I have some clients that just want to phone up and you end up spending five minutes talking about work and 45 minutes talking about what they did at the weekend. And then I've got the opposite. I've got some clients that have got no interest in small talk and just want to talk about work and then you won't hear from them again for another three months. So it's a very kind of like customer service centric career. But on the flip side, it's very technical as well. So you kind of have to be good at both. And I think not to toot my own horn, I think I've got is where I've got so quickly and, and managed to climb up the ladders because I've kind of got the ability to do both. I'm not the most technical building surveyor in the world, but I can talk to people. I think building surveying is quite a unique one in that you kind of need people of both natures. You kind of need the people that can kind of sell the service and kind of be the kind of personality and then you kind of need your technicals and if you get someone that falls in the middle that can do both you will do well in this career and it's a very kind of unknown career and it's really hard to define because we do so many different things and yeah and trying to explain what these individual things are very difficult if you don't have any sort of knowledge of property or the industry i just wish they would get into schools or at that level before people start picking university courses because we've got a skill shortage just now and we could really do with some more people coming up through 
and out the other end like hiring and finding decent people at the minute is is really difficult which is it's a good place to be in I won't be out of a job but at the same point it would be nice to have some fresh talent coming up that a know about it not because their family's done it which I think is a kind of running trend there's very few people I know in real estate that just fell on it most of them have come from either their kind of family or solicitors or planners or they're somewhere in the mix so they they know of the career rather than it being something that they found out about at school or anything that way and I think we're kind of missing a massive demographic there by people just not having any kind of knowledge of of what we do and and why it's important. I know when we've spoken before that when you first started practicing in Cardiff you were one of the first female surveyors practicing there. Did that come as a surprise to you? Not particularly only because my dad was the fair growing up and, and we would we'd get our annual school holiday day where we were allowed to go to work with dad, which I don't think that's very impressed by. There was never any females in any of the surveying roles. They were always kind of like your accounts, your administrative roles, managerial roles rather than surveying. And even when I went to got to do my degree course in uni, there was just me and one other female on the whole course. So I kind of knew it was a very male dominated industry anyway. I think I just hadn't appreciated even now coming up through there's we've now got another female grad but as far as I'm aware she's the only one in Cardiff so that makes me and Sarah who's my colleague that was a grad at the same time as Cushman's me and her are qualified and then there's a lady that works at JLL apart from the three of us I don't know of anyone else that's a qualified commercial chartered building surveying in, in Cardiff definitely is changing and I would 100% encourage women to come into the career because the men benefit from us being here full stop. They now kind of appreciate also just having a different perspective. There is different ways of doing things. And sometimes we have a bit of a softer approach, but it doesn't mean that we don't do our job just as well. And and vice versa. Sometimes we need to kind of be a bit more bullshit and, and they help bring that out in us. So I do think the, the career does need both of us. It's just obviously trying to get... A, educating women that it's here and it's an option and then um, getting us into these roles. I know the RICS has started a few more conversion courses now and there's a bit m- more going on at universities. It's just I think we need to catch them earlier in school and, and let women know we're here. Like I do spend most of my day in rigor boots and a high vis on building sites but I genuinely love every minute of it. It's such a good career it's just such a shame it's not as widely known and um, talked about so anybody off the back of this learned it existed then that would be great. Your own career is flourishing and you're about to relocate to Glasgow to open a new office there for James Hargreaves. Give us a sense of what that might look like and what you're hoping to achieve there. For me it's very very exciting that they would trust me to open and head up a new office. I think in terms of where I saw other people when I worked at Cushman's and even now they weren't opening offices at 33 and they weren't female so the fact that they trust me to do it is very very flattering and and I feel very honoured and it's also very personally selfishly I, I want to go home so it's worked out very well on all fronts and I don't for a minute take that for granted. I think for me the main thing I want it to be is is I want it to be like a, a friendly office where people feel like they can come drop by talk to you 
I want it to feel like a comfortable space people can come in and chat away. And I think that's the kind of relationship I've got with my clients. We've hired my colleague Danny Little back home and he kind of balances me out. He's very, very professional, but also very personable. And I think hopefully the two of us coming together and having kind of both sides of the coin will be able to open up a lovely space that clients want to work with. We are very fortunate we've had clients approaching us already and we are already doing work up there. Danny's up there full time and hopefully after Christmas I will be too. I want to have somewhere that people work hard but also in, enjoy it and it, it's not a tie. They don't wake up with that kind of dread every morning of coming to work and dealing with us and then I think that eventually perpetuates out to having nice clients that want to work with you if you enjoy being there and put the kind of attention to detail in that you only do when you actually like and love what you do, then I think we give a much better service to our clients and then we retain them. I'm very fortunate. Majority of my clients are retained from when I was a graduate and they came with me when I moved to Jones Hargreaves. And I've already had a couple say, we'll have to buy kit in Scotland now if we're going to keep working with you. So that's very nice that they'll then hopefully move north with me as well. But it comes down to, I think, just being more humane about it. I mean, I don't have children yet, but I I think that will be something I will do in the future and I would like to be able to still progress my career and, and do what I'm doing without thinking well I have to pick between children or or that yeah. I can do both and and I want that to be the same for fathers and mothers and then the same with our clients like a lot of our clients now have children or even the younger ones coming up now are getting engaged and married and they'll have kids soon and I want them to feel like even if they were sat breastfeeding they could pick up the phone and chat, chat away I'm not you can't separate these two parts and I think previously in that kind of corporate world that's what they tried to do you went to work and then your family life was separate and I just think we're much more productive and happier when we can make both fluid and and work around our lives so that's kind of where I see the office going and what I'd like to build. And in terms of your own career I mean you've obviously got a huge opportunity ahead of you over the next few years how do you see it evolving? be honest I haven't really thought about it longer than the next 12 months I just need to get it to flow and then get through the next kind of year I think then going forward obviously my zoology degree has kind of had me a bit more environmentally focused than probably the rest of my colleagues I would like to kind of bridge that gap a bit more and it is starting to come up through kind of your adoption of like renewable energy and adapting more of the environment into how we think and we build and we do things like for example, a lot of our property and a lot of the stuff we work on are industrial units and in kind of very barren, bleak industrial estate. Everything's hard landscaping, tarmac, concrete everywhere. I'd love to kind of going forward, having clients just think a bit more about and making them a bit softer and, and kind of not making them such kind of harsh like landscapes so they're so noticeable. I think like a lot of the kind of soft landscaping and stuff, I'd love for it to be seeded with wildflowers and and kind of left to it bird boxes and bat boxes and and just having a bit more of a a kind of appreciation for everything else going around them like we wouldn't be here and we wouldn't have the world we have without the animals that are in it and I think this human-centric idea of where we kind of own everything and and it's ours and we can do what we like with it needs to kind of stop and we need to start involving the kind of outside world and what we do and molding those two together And then I think by default, we'd have much better property going forward that's actually healthier for us to work in and be in. And we're not going to negatively impact the environment as much as well. So going over the next 12 months, it will just be a matter of getting the office set up. And then after that, I've got aspirations to um, set the Briam assessors course and get a bit more of an idea of 
how they kind of demarcate these buildings, Briam, and, and where it looks at from not just a kind of running the building and a building it point of view, but how it looks at it from a wide escape. And then I'm very fortunate from my zoology days, I know a lot of my student friends from back then are now in one farm positions and they deal with a lot of different eco ecologists and I feel like it would be nice at some point to even get a working group or something together and try and mould all of our different things into one and produce something better on a whole. I haven't really thought about how I'm going to do it yet but that's where I would like to go. I'd like to just not have my career be negatively as negative as it's as it's been the built environment and, and people in general it's obviously I know there's a housing shortage and there are things that we we can't help and things need to be built and land needs to be used but I just feel there could be a, a much more kind of inclusive way of doing it that we don't damage the environment as much and or we compensate for it in another way but like I said I've not really worked out fully how I want to do it but I'm very fortunate a lot of my colleagues are still in that kind of zoology end of the spectrum yeah. of the environmentalists and I'd like to be able to do something with I mean selfishly I miss my uni days as well so it would be lovely to be able to kind of get back in with them on a professional and see actually how much we've grown in the last 10-15 years and how we've now ended up in the careers we're in and if we can do something positive with it at the same time I think that would be that would be really cool lots there to to work with over the next few years um, and obviously huge opportunities there which is really exciting um, I guess one final question for you today um, for anyone who's listening to this and perhaps thinking about a career in real estate or or perhaps a, a career change what advice would you have for them? You have to work hard there's there's no thinking about it but I wouldn't worry if you're not the most academic because I wasn't. It bridges the gap between being practical but wanting to do more than actually if you're not like I don't think I could be in the trade. I've got a bad back from falling off my horse. I'd love to be a plumber or a joiner but if you feel like you want that kind of technical side of things but with the kind of without actually physically doing the work this is definitely the kind of career for you. I think it's so varied and so interesting and everything's always constantly evolving and changing go and look it up and see what you think we're fortunate now a lot of companies will do internships and stuff go and see if you can get some work experience go and take some time I mean I'm more than happy for people to come and tag along for a few days with me and, and just see what we do but yeah I would definitely say just go and have a right good nosy do some research and and see what you think because it is a really good career to be in and one I really enjoy and it's just a shame it's not quite as publicised as your nurses and your doctors but coming from a place where I couldn't have got into medicine or vet school if we're all hoping to pray in the world it's nice that I got a career that I find is fulfilling without worrying about getting your A plus stars and stuff in school um, so yeah you do have to work hard uh, it's sometimes long hours and I definitely put my career before other things up until now but I wouldn't have it any other way really because I feel like I've achieved what I wanted to achieve and I'm now in a position that I can't afford the house and I can buy the car and I can afford to do things I couldn't have done before like take my family on holiday and, and enjoy myself a bit whilst obviously having a career and I, I enjoy so yeah if that's something that interests people then I would definitely say go and have a look.
That's a really positive note to end on. Thank you so much for joining me today, Sam. I've really appreciated no, thank you for your me. insights. Thank you. And we wish you all the very best of luck with the opening of the Glasgow office. Thank you very much. That was Bricks and Mortar from EG with Sarah Jackman. For more on developing a career in real estate, see the archive of the Bricks and Mortar series at popbean.com and the EG Radius archive at egi.co.uk.